0: What would you say if I could give you a chance to be mentored by the world's leading international thought leaders, authors, speakers and change makers? Well, from the 25th to the 31st of August, we are launching our free seven-day online summit with 21 very inspirational human beings that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, spiritual psychology, evolutionary biology, genetics, medicine, and philosophy to help the audience understand how their unconscious habits and thought patterns affect their ability to build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. To find out more, go to katherineplano.com forward slash summit. But wait, there is more. We have a super exciting announcement our first Australian tour for Be Undeniably Awesome, which is also happening in August, where I will be sharing with you 12 powerful tools to rocket fuel your transformation. As you know, we are on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Sometimes there is no next time and no second chances. Sometimes it's now or never. So what are you waiting for? Don't give it another thought. Take action today and go to katherineplano.com forward slash tool. All links will be found in the show notes for dates and location. This week, we have another Very inspirational woman for you, Rebecca Ray. Rebecca is an author, speaker and clinical psychologist. Her message centers on the task of living bravely in the truth of our experiences as finders and seekers of meaning and connection. Rebecca has been a clinical psychologist for over 15 years and is the creator of Radical Courage, Transforming Fear into Freedom, a digital journey for humans ready for their brave inspired life. She is the author of The Universe, Listens to Brave and Be Happy, 35 Powerful Habits for Personal Growth and Wellbeing. Rebecca says the waters between thinking about living courageously and actually doing it are not still. They are tempered by fear, overwhelm, frustration, self-doubt and the belief that we are simply not good enough. Navigating through these waters is not a one-off journey. It's something that we come at time and again, gaining clarity with every passage. It's now time to tune into this one brave human being. Enjoy. So, today I'm excited. We have Rebecca Ray from Queensland. Welcome to I Am Woman Project.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Catherine. It's a pleasure to
0: be here. And we were just comparing the uh, weather for us Melbournians. It is uh, very cold, uh, heavy rain and uh, very windy. So uh, we are just talking how we are at the mercy of the internet.
1: Absolutely. Mm.
0: So, Rebecca, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today?
1: I have been a clinical psychologist for oh, nearly a couple of decades now. Um, that's a long time. <laughs> that makes me reflect in, in an interesting way. Um, and I was in private practice for a, a very long time and I reached a place where I, I was actually just doing too much of it and I became quite burnt out. And that prompted me to do some intense self-reflection because one of my values is to contribute to the world in as, as much as I can to help people um, live braver lives. And it got to the point where I couldn't – I didn't feel like I could continue in clinical practice. And as a result of that, um, I had to get to a place where I redefined what my career was going to look like, and that made me think outside the box which was if I'm not doing one-on-one work, then how do I continue contributing? How do I reach people in order to be able to send them the message that I have to send? And that's when I stepped online <clears throat> and here we are today.
0: Wow. I uh, love the fact you say live a braver lives. How, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, What are you doing differently to live a braver life?
1: In terms of what I'm doing differently, I think it came back to the fact that I really had to stop and look at what I considered to be a successful life, what I considered to be successful living. And for me, it's not money. It's not hustling. It's not being busy. When I really stopped and came back to it, the answers were that I wanted to say when I'm sitting on my deathbed, if I get the opportunity and the privilege to know about it, Um, that I my days are coming to an end I want to be able to look back and say that I lived bravely and I lived meaningfully so what I do differently now is when I'm assessing how I'm spending my time which I guess is the most precious resource that we ever have I come back to the place of would my 80 year old self be pleased with that would my 80 year old self be nodding and going yes I think this is the most brave and meaningful way we can spend our time right now.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So you're kind of going in the future to assess your
1: present situation. Exactly, to get mm. perspective and to be able to just have that outside, well, I guess it's an internal um, uh, outsider's perspective.
0: Mm, I love that. So how do you do that? Because I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of women and men in business listening to this show. How does one do that uh because we know what it's like, you know, being an entrepreneur of your own business, you're in marketing, you're in sales, you're in everything, right, from design mm-hmm. to. So how do you do that at a slower
1: pace? <clears throat> I don't know that I can say it's slower. I think it's just a different approach. So, And I'm saying that because I'm in the middle of creating a digital course. <laughs> so things are not necessarily slow. But I think it's it's more about... Um, being deliberate, Catherine, rather than speed, I would say that it's coming back to what are the tasks I have to do today and doing those tasks mindfully and deliberately rather than getting caught up on that mouse wheel of doing what's urgent and what's demanded of you in that present moment. Because what's urgent, and what's demanded of you may not be the most necessary thing that's important for you to do right now.
0: Mm, so it's, it's that approach of working on your business rather than in your business. Yes. Yeah, that's a completely different uh, mindset, isn't it? And a yes. different approach altogether.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So, if there was a piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners, the ones that would like to embark on a new life or new career like you did, what would be that advice that you would like to give them? That one thing
1: that they could do? I would say that if you're looking to do one thing that will transform your life, it would be learning how to accept discomfort. Because if you're going to be brave, there is no way of doing that brave thing without understanding that you'll feel uncomfortable during that. Mm. So there's no way to feel good or feel comfortable or feel safe and be courageous at the same time. Because what happens is you don't need courage if you feel comfortable and safe. You need courage when you feel uncomfortable and unsafe. And if you're going to change career, So I guess what I did was a shifted within the same career. So I'm still a psychologist. I'm still talking about psychological techniques and concepts, and I'm still in the business, I guess, of helping people. Same thing that I was doing in private practice, just in a different way. But it was a huge thing to make that change. And if you're facing some kind of business transformation or career transformation, then what I would say to you is understand that you will feel uncomfortable It's not going to feel good, but it is worth it because the only way to do something, the only way to level up is to take that discomfort with you but to do it anyway.
0: So let's go through maybe some examples for our listeners, just in case because we talk about get comfortable, we've been uncomfortable, but what exactly does that mean to an individual? Did you want to give us some examples that maybe you experienced?
1: Absolutely. I've just done one. So I had a meeting with my publisher last week. And she said to me very gently (laughs) and very nicely, but she said, do do you think people actually know that you've written a new book? And I said, I think they do. Like I'm promoting it as much as I can. She said, I don't think you are. I think you're um, uh, being a little too introverted and a little too averse to self-promotion, which, and she's completely correct. I I don't like self-promotion. I am 150% introverted. Um. And so she suggested that I do an Instagram live. So one of the things that I really don't like is video and I've never done an Instagram live before, but I know full well that that step in my business, in my brand and in reaching my people is a huge step in giving them a way to be able to connect with me. So what I had to do is to take fear out of the driver's seat and let it be a passenger And just press the button to go live. It's not that you will feel good. And in fact, my partner watched me as I did it. And she said, your hands were shaking. You were that nervous. And that's true. My hands were shaking. When I held my book up, my hands were shaking. But at the end of it, I was literally skipping up the hallway (laughs) going, I've broken the live seal. I've actually done it. It's about being able to have fear and do it anyway in the service of living by your values. And I guess what that means is if you put your values at the forefront of your actions, then you accept that fear will be along for the ride, but you don't let fear make your decisions for you. Because what fear will do is try to convince you that the only way to be safe is to hide and to not put yourself out there.
0: Mm, it's so true, and I can relate to that. I'm the same. I've had my team saying it for years. You've got to do Facebook Live. You've got to do all of that kind of Instagram Live. And I did my very first Facebook Live, oh, I think it was about a year ago, and um, I was the same. I was shaking in my boots, but I did it as a way to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, I'm still not quite there. It's still It's going to take some practice, but I think it's the same. I'm a big introvert like you. I don't like the camera Um, I kind of go into, I turn into a bit of a jellyfish in front of a camera, but it's quite normal when you think about it for us introverts, it's, we like to hide, um, behind our writing or behind a podcast or, you know what I mean? It's very different, isn't it? Than actually going out there live on your video.
1: It's hugely different. And that doesn't necessarily mean that for everyone listening that they struggle with putting themselves out there. But for for listeners, you'll know what we're talking about. You'll know what your thing is that pushes your buttons, that makes fear get loud and you get quiet. Mm. And so if you can understand that, What are the values behind doing that thing? If those values mean that you could transform your business in some way, or if you could reach your people in a deeper way, in a more connected way, that's what I want you to lead with. And understand that fear will still be there. We are scared. The people that are doing it are scared. We do not have it all sorted out. But the answer is in just doing it anyway, because that's where authentic and meaningful living lives.
0: Mm. And so, Rebecca, I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are too,
1: uh, talk us through your book, your new book. Yeah, sure. I've written a book called The Universe Listens to Brave, and it's a book of affirmations and, I guess, my deepest thoughts on... Courage, but everything that's related to courage. So fear, uncertainty, hope, being able to rise after bad things have happened and being able to step onto your own journey, whatever that looks like for you. And I wrote it because um, – despite my training as a clinical psychologist, I don't get out of feeling anxious. Um, I have a very intimate relationship with fear and we're not always friends. In fact, we're hardly ever friends. And so what I wanted to do was to put in one place the things that I say to myself and the things that seem to have resonated with people who follow me, who also feel anxious, feel concerned about whether or not they're doing the things that will make them proud of themselves, that will make their future self proud of their present day self. And so I put them all into a book, That's the Universe Listens to Brave, Mm. and it's out now.
0: So would you like to share some of those um,
1: insights with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess one of the things I love about the book is that you can just turn to any page and intuitively... Um, the book will open to something that might resonate for you right now. So I've got the book in front of me, and if I just turn to any page, let's see what shows up. Okay, so I actually happen to have turned to the chapter called Courage, and here's what's on this page. Please acknowledge every quiet, small, unseen act of courage that brought you to now, the gradual reopening of your heart after it fractured. The awakening into a necessary, difficult healing. The turning away from self-doubt. This is bravery. So I wonder if that resonates for anyone listening. It's Mm. just what popped up. That's
0: beautiful. And it's the way you read it too. That's um definitely resonated, I think, with our listeners and definitely with me. I think it's one of those things that we always have to lean into um when you talk about fear, it's one of those things that you the more that we lean into that resistance, the more that we lean into that that fear. I think that's where uh, it opens up and we can actually integrate it and you know, like you say, you know, going through that fear is. The other side of fear is courage. You need to you need to experience it. You can't just say, I want to be more courageous without actually feeling the fear anyway.
1: That's right. We have them both simultaneously. And often the most courageous things we do, no one else witnesses. And so there is a place for quiet courage that's often when we are most brave. But I think it comes back to being able to give yourself credit for those times and understanding that not every courageous act that you do Will be celebrated or will be posted up online for other people to like and comment on. Oftentimes, the things that we do quietly by ourselves are the bravest things that we can do. So, when you say
0: quiet, uh, when you're doing the quiet courage uh, aspects of self,
1: what are some of those things? So, they might be <clears throat> something as simple as. Um, you know, making that cold call if that's what your business asks you to do. Right. It might be um, following up a new lead or following up a lead that you're not sure is going to go your way. It's doing the things where you have to sit there and no one else is saying to you, Catherine, you've got to do this now. You don't have a boss. You don't have someone waggling their finger and going, this is your next task.
0: Mm. And it's
1: probably the task that don't feel good for you, that are the tasks that are going to create the most fear. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason I was asking, I think more uh, for uh, clarifying, I guess, what you would mean by quiet courage because I think that sometimes uh, you want to respond or react to a set situation uh, and then you actually pause and stop yourself. And then you do this internal dialogue with with yourself and then you actually approach it in a different way. I guess, um, approach. You have a different approach. You don't respond and react to the initial way you were going to respond and react. So sometimes I think that takes a lot of courage by um, stepping out of that norm and then going to a place that's uncomfortable, that's not normally who you are.
1: Yes, especially if what you're doing in that dialogue is speaking to your own fear
0: Mm. and saying,
1: you know what, it's not your choice right now. You can be there but my choice is to live by my values and to do this thing. Absolutely, mm,
0: yeah, thank you for uh, explaining that. It's great, so Rebecca, in your amazing adventures thus far what has been a greatest or some of your greatest lessons learned along the way
1: the uh, this is such a big question I, I think i could I could answer it in a number of ways, but the one that sticks in my head and is probably the most emotional for me um the one that I'm most em- emotionally connected to is last year my um pot passed away and he was 89 and he had been ravaged by cancer and he uh he and my nan uh, moved into a care facility just two weeks prior prior to that they were living independently they moved into a care facility that had rooms side by side and my nan basically sat with him 24 hours a day and watched him die over that two two week period he died three, week, uh, sorry, three days short of their 70th wedding anniversary. And I saw her um, the day afterwards, and we live a couple of hours apart. I didn't get there in time. And I saw her a couple of days afterwards, and she held my hand and was wiping my tears. And she said to me, darling, in the end, all that matters is who we love and how we love them. And my heart both exploded and broke at the same time because he was a woman that watched her soulmate pass away and yet she was mindful enough to sit there and come back to the meaning of it all. And I thought that is just the definition, definition of brave living, to choose the grief and the pain and the absolute horror of being human all over again because the love and the beauty is worth it.
0: Mm. And you know what? It's so true. We get so caught up on all this other stuff that's really, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, when you do some like uh, exercises, I remember we did an exercise once. if you're lying on your deathbed, you know, what would be the last thing going through your mind and what would be, you know, all of those things. And it's like the last thing that goes through your mind is your family and your loved ones.
1: Exactly. Mm. It's not what you weighed. It's not what you wore. It's not how much money you've got in the bank. It's who you love and who loves you.
0: Yeah, I know. That's beautiful. Thank you so
1: much. And I think that's something for us to always
0: remember. It's, it's amazing how many people out there that work really, really hard, including myself. I was a single mother for 11 years, working really, really hard to make ends meet. And uh, at the end of the day, if anything happens, you can't take all of that with you, right? It's, it's, uh, you've got to spend the time now with the family, spend the time now with the children while we've got the time. Because it's precious. Time is so precious and it goes very fast. Absolutely. Mm. So, Rebecca, the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration is about pain points. We believe we all have pain points. What would be some of your biggest pain points and um, how do you find a solution to your pain points?
1: Excuse me. My biggest pain point is my personality type, I guess. As an introvert, one of the things I've really struggled with is – to connect with my audience, I need to be seen. And I initially stepped online under a brand name, not under my personal name. I didn't have any photos of myself anywhere. It was, I was very removed from the information that I was putting out online. And what ended up happening was I felt incredibly inauthentic and disconnected. And so I finally found the courage to start operating under my own name, photos, and actually connecting with an audience in an authentic way, which requires being vulnerable, but it doesn't necessarily go away. The fear doesn't go away. And I think one of the things is that if you're like me and you don't love the camera you don't necessarily love um, putting yourself out there, the solution is that if you truly want to connect with your people, you've got to show up. You've got to give them someone to connect to in the first place. And that means that we have to be be vulnerable, And one of the ways that I've been able to do that is to um, have a strong gratitude practice around the fact that I am so incredibly privileged to have an audience in the first place. So because they give me their time and because they give me space in their feeds and space in their heads and often space in my inbox when they send me messages, I owe them someone to connect to I want to show up for them to be there so my solution is to come back to how grateful I am to be in this position where I have people to connect with and that helps me to get over myself I know <laughs> basically it's not that's what I have to do
0: yeah it's not easy I know I know for I'm exactly I'm a massive introvert people go I can't believe it until you do my uh, Myers-Briggs and I'm a big introvert but the thing is um I'm the same. I'm always getting told that you need to show up more on uh, social media, blah, blah, blah. And I still, I'm getting better at it, but I'm still working through that. And even to have my business transformed into my name, that took me years yeah. to, to say yeah. I feel comfortable. Do I feel comfortable now still 100%? No, no. But uh, it is one of those things, like you said, step into it, step into that fear and just
1: show up. And just know that on the other like this isn't all about fear it probably sounds like I'm making it all about fear no. but on the other side it's amazing like I I'm still on a high from connecting in a live way with my people this morning That the results are so incredibly worth it when you're working from a position of alignment
0: yes yes absolutely so you feel more comfortable now doing your Instagram lives and Facebook live now no, no, but I'm,
1: but I'm going to do them. Yes. Good on <laughs> so you. The next time that I press that button to go live, I'm still going to feel anxious. I know it, mm-hmm. but because I know the other side and because I value so much that people show up and go, Oh my goodness, it's you live. This is yeah. so exciting. Yeah. It's worth it. That's yeah. so worth it for me.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Rebecca, the other thing that we love to, um, to talk about is, uh, you, we all hear it, you know, you're lucky to, to survive in business for 12 months. Uh, In your experience and with the people that you've worked with, what do you think is maybe a number one reason or some reasons individuals fail to succeed in business uh, in general? For me,
1: I believe it's two reasons. Um, And the first is that they let fear drive. And if you let fear drive, what happens is fear is making decisions and fear will always make decisions to keep you safe and hidden. And that means that you end up on a roundabout, you'll just keep driving around and around and around about that will keep you in your comfort zone. There is no growth. Um, There is no stepping outside it, there is no doing the tasks that would really transform your business. So that means you kind of stay stuck. And the second thing is that most people, because we're human, this doesn't make you wrong or broken, we all do it. As human beings, we are driven to avoid discomfort and that means that you can't ever be brave. If you can't feel some kind of discomfort, then you can't be courageous because to be in business, to be putting yourself out there, to be driving yourself in this world of, um, you know, I guess so much trying, demanding people's attention, you have to get uncomfortable. And if you can't get uncomfortable at all, then it means that you can't really do the things that are needed to do to take your business to the next level.
0: Mm, So true. It reminds me of uh, this research done by Gallup Group where they interviewed uh, something like 80,000 leaders uh, from like the top 500 organisations globally. And the one thing they found is those that were high performing executives or leaders were the ones that were constantly putting themselves in situations of discomfort. So being uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, where's their driver? So as soon as they became complacent, they would find things that would make them shake, you know, shake in their boots kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. That's the only way we can grow.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's not about having any old discomfort. It's discomfort in the service of doing some, doing what's important and doing what's meaningful for your business. So you might also feel a lot of discomfort if you're not doing those things, but that's discomfort of being stuck. <laughs> what I'm saying is choose your discomfort, choose what's going to hurt and choose the stuff that leads to growth, not the stuff that keeps you stuck.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree with that. So, Rebecca, if you were to go back in time, what advice would you give the younger Rebecca?
1: Oh, she was so concerned with people liking her, people approving of her, doing the right thing, um, looking a certain way. She had an ego on her the size of a house and always wanted to be right. And I would say, sweetheart, you really don't have to try so hard.
0: Mm. You just have to be you. That's beautiful. I love that. Absolutely beautiful. And who's been your greatest influence in your time or your superheroes? Um,
1: <clears throat> Personally, my grandfather, my dad's dad, um, he he was the superhero of my childhood. He was this larger-than-life man who um, he was a pilot. Um, he – Anything that could be done, he was out doing it. He taught me to drive. He had me out catching sharks on the beach. Um, I don't know how I feel about that today, actually, <laughs> ter- from an animal rights point of view. Um, but he was he was the one that believed in me before I ever believed in myself. Um, and I think that or if you can create that in a child that you're, you have a hand in raising, um, who's very involved in my childhood, then you've done a remarkable job. And in terms of present day, um, my grandfather passed away in 2014, but in terms of present day influences, that's my wife because yeah. she's the most remarkable and strong and kind and brave and loving human being i know and i just wish i could be a human that's as good as her she inspires me to be better every day
0: oh and you are absolutely you have to you know you have to uh give your inner child a big hug because you are all of those words that you said you are brave and you are remarkable and you are kind and you are loving so you are also all of those things that you seek and see within your partner
1: Thanks, Catherine. That's really beautiful.
0: Hmm. So, Rebecca, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Brave. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I love it. I love it. And the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. Uh, So what would be those three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today?
1: Okay, so I would say the first one is um, to accept discomfort, please know that that doesn't mean that you have to like it or want it or approve of it. So sometimes people have the feeling that when we talk about getting uncomfortable that we might all be out there liking that experience. We don't. I don't like being scared, but I do accept it in the service of doing what's important. And the second one is one of my favourite techniques um, for being able to transform your relationship with yourself and that's to write your younger self a letter of gratitude for everything that she's gone through because she has gone through so much to get here um to be able to do what you're doing today depends on your younger self having survived and thrived through everything that she's been through and finally The final thing that I guess I would leave you with is the importance of celebrating those moments of quiet courage, because they're just as valid as the courage that you see on Instagram with people doing really loud, big things. You are being brave every single day in ways that only you know about. And it's it's so incredibly important that you recognize that.
0: Mm, I love that. I also love that. The writing your younger self a letter of gratitude, that's so beautiful. I think that that's the one thing I see um, play out is that people don't celebrate enough of the, the wins, the, the small wins, big wins, doesn't matter. It just, you know, they go, oh, I got this. And it's like, okay, so what, how did you celebrate it? What did you do? Oh, nothing. What, you didn't have a glass of wine. You didn't go and buy yourself a pair of shoes. You didn't, you, nothing? No, nothing. Hmm. So, what would be some if you wanted to leave some um, little ideas for our listeners of ways to celebrate? They don't have to be big, but when they are going through those quiet, quiet courage or courageous moments, what would be some ways to celebrate it?
1: Um, tell someone that you love and trust, that love and trusts you, the the person that is safe for you, that's got your back. Say it out loud. Tell them what you've done, mm. because I think what things become real when we say them out loud. And it may not be something that anyone else has seen, but if you just tell someone that you did an Instagram Live for the first time, all of a sudden it's not something that just existed in your office. It's Mm. something that exists out in the world and it allows that person to come back to you and go, well, I see that that was such a big thing for you. So I think speaking things out loud is actually really important, but please pick your audience (laughs) because there are a lot of dream vampires out there. There are a lot of people that are willing to take you down because your courage forces them to look in a mirror and see things that they potentially are not ready to see about their own fears and their own areas of being stuck.
0: So how does that work out? Like, How does that work? When you're talking about dream vampires, I've heard of vampires, but not dream vampires, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So a dream vampire, so how does that play out? So let's say I had a courageous, quiet moment and then I went on social media and said, hey, I did this when actually it's been one of those things that I wanted to do for such a long time but I've been too scared to. How does that work from a uh, dream vampire point of view?
1: They're the people that will come back to you and say, Oh, yeah. But as if that's going to make any difference to your business. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's just one live, whatever. But, you know, have you actually made any money yet? Like, is this really going to work? That type of thing.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, that's okay. That's not okay, but that's interesting. Okay. Um, So the other thing that I'd love for us to uh, maybe unpack a little bit is your books before we wrap up. Maybe uh, share with our listeners and myself uh, uh, your books.
1: Sure. So my first book is Be Happy, 35 um, Powerful Habits for Personal Growth and Wellbeing, and that's available anywhere from all goods bookstores and online um, at the moment. And my latest book, um, that Be Happy, was released last year. My latest book was just released in April. It's called The Universe Listens to Brave and it's available in hardcover in Australia and New Zealand. Shortly will be released internationally and if you're international, you can grab it on Kindle.
0: Beautiful. Love it. So, Rebecca, where's the best place for our listeners to find you?
1: You can find me at rebeccaray.com.au and anywhere on the socials under the handle at Dr Rebecca Ray.
0: Yeah, thank you. So We'll have that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom, your bravery, your courageous spirit, and I'm sure our listeners will reach out to you. So thank you so very much for your time and your energy today.
1: Thank you for having me, Catherine. Thank you.
0: Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at Katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Katherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.